remember when Bushy did his version of a squidgy? The stiffy G spot? <laughs> everyone welcome to the deep drop for another episode uh the deep drop what is it it's a great question actually um adam what is it it's just questions we're just thinking of all these weird <laughs> questions we we ask each other when we sit around catching nothing so we thought why not try and answer them luke why not try and answer them? why not why not great idea for a podcast i'm luke mccredden that's adam ring let's get into it Howdy legends, long time listener, first time caller here, loving the potty. Do we still need a closed season for Trout? Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, do we still need a closed season for Trout? Well, I mean, firstly, uh, Adam, you and I love a bit of trout fishing down here in Victoria. Uh, in, in particular, it's an interesting question. It's it's something that I'm not a, uh, a scientist on, I, uh, but however, I do know that we've got some... Uh, great people behind the scenes, uh, Victorian Fisheries Authority, who are and who are right across this. So uh, there's a lot to dive into with this, but I suppose ultimately my opinion with this would be that if the current program that is in place with having a closed season is showing positive results, then, yeah, I, I think we do. Well, I think we leave it. You know what I mean? I don't think uh, mess around with it too much if there's if there's no real need to. So... I'm okay with it, but prove me wrong. I mean, is there a reason that maybe we should ditch the closed season ads? Well, this is a great question and one of those ones that probably opens up about half a dozen more questions on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) Because because it is quite a... Whenever you talk about closed seasons, it's a complex issue because essentially you're telling telling anglers, especially for those in Victoria, because we have to pay for a fishing license, you're telling them that we cannot fish for something so there's obviously there's a million and one reasons why there would be a closed season for many species trout there's been one for a long time and i've heard a lot of valid reasons why we would open the trout season i think drought in i guess well see this is hard to i guess in my time paying attention to recreational fishing on a deeper level than just going fishing I think drought was the biggest killer of everything. Yep. Everything was hard during the drought, whether it was salt water, fresh water, everything. Now, as we record this podcast, Luke, three quarters or half of Oof. Victoria is actually underwater. Yep. So there's all these different there's all these different things and the, the biggest pushback we would get from saying that we should leave it as having a closed season is well if we're closing the season just for the trout to spawn. Why don't we have a snapper closed season? Well, uh, snapper snapper coming to Port Phillip Bay to spawn at around this time of year. Why should we fish for them, but we're not allowed to fish for trout? Well, I don't want to give too much away, ads, but I know there is that exact question in an in an upcoming episode of the Deep Drop, and I, yep. I, I'm looking forward to that because I think um, there's all sorts that could come from that too. But you're exactly right; it, it does. It lends itself to. A, Asking the question of do we need a closed season for other species? So, yeah. So I understand it from all those angles, but I still do believe that we should 
keep a closed season for Trout to spawn. And I don't know if it's the right or wrong answer, but I've got a specific reason why I think it should stay closed. Yep. And that's because during a Trout spawning run, they're very, very easy to get in illegal ways. So you you can go up to the high country country right and see and see spawning trout cruising up river in water no deeper than six inches, yeah. And they are so unbelievably honed in on what they're doing, yeah. They don't know that anything's around, let alone some like someone, a person. You go pick them and up, and they're you can we can pick them up. You can net them. There's yeah. been cases of people using pitchforks just to get them, um, just unrealistic and stupid ways. So I think the closed season is probably not a bad thing because from what what I understand, spawning seasons the last few years have been pretty good because we've had water. Yes, yep. So so it's a lot of environmental factors. Um, It's not just closed because overfishing. Yeah. So it's in... It's it's a hard one, and the only reason I say yes, I think we should keep a closed season, is because those trout are so unbelievably vulnerable because of the conditions that they do spawn in, and yep. the the track they have to take to get to that to even spawn at all. I'd I'd be happy to see this one hang around. Yeah, it's actually a great point, and it's actually a good enough reason just just on its own, just to just to leave it the way it is. Um, but I think you know it can't hurt to review it. Um, I think it's always good to review anything you do in 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 anything. Um, so it's worth having a look at. But as you say, there's so many factors uh, that impact it. It's got to be hard to try and change it. It'd almost be a floating, you know, um, change. If you if you're really looking at changing every season, every year there's something different. There might be more rainfall than the last year, or there might be less, or there might be. You know, whatever it is. So across the board, I can't say it's um, it's it's not doing any damage. That's for sure. You know. Oh, for sure. And I think that's uh, that's just part of a, you know having a good fisheries management team, an organisation that they would review these things. Mm. And even if they were to change rules, that rule change is monitored and reported on x amount of years down the track. Because I think it's a hell of a lot harder to try and bring a really depleted and struggling fishery back than it is to maintain a good one. Flipping that a little bit in terms of uh, a, a real positive, I think that one thing every single year, which is great, is the excitement of an upcoming open season. You know what I mean? So whether you're in the tackle industry, which we've been involved in for years and years and years, or even from just any sort of part of the industry itself there's always a real buzz and even and rec anglers across the state will tell you the same thing it's exciting it's usually father's day weekend or the, you know and and you start planning for it you get into the shops and you start checking out the new lures that are available um you start planning on where you're going to go and what's happening I, I think that's a real really cool thing just in itself you, you know it, it works as a bit of a oh, it's prob- probably probably not a bad thing for the economy in a lot of ways. Yeah. There's, there's, there's yeah, campgrounds right. and camping gear and there's obviously all the fishing gear and there's some travel. So, you know, there's that element of it too that I quite like. I think it's kind of cool. It's got a little, yeah, it's got a little excitement to it, which I don't mind either. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a factor that's got to, got to go into it. Luke, I know you did a little bit of background research on this topic and it is quite hard to, to see any data, I guess. I know Talk Wild Trout Conference has been a thing 
I had a little COVID break, as did everything else mm. in the world. But uh, I have been to a Talk Wild Trout conference quite a few years ago, and they do. Uh, there is information out there on. They grade the health of the rivers. They show um, surveys from, you know, the amount of wild fish as opposed to stocked fish. Yep. They do have they do have all that data, and it is something that they're constantly working on. That information is out there. It's just a bit hard to sift through all the stuff on the internet to try and to try and find any, you know, solid stuff on it. But it's yeah, everything everything should always be reviewed. Definitely. But I think for this one, I'm not jumping to a quick decision to say the trout fishing is good. There's plenty of water. Leave it open 24-7. Don't know if I'm there yet. So do we still need a closed season for trout? You're saying yes? Yep. Yeah, I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes. Yep. Love to hear everyone's thoughts though because that is a really complex question and there's a hell of a lot of other anglers out there that do a hell of a lot more trout fishing than I do yep. that, would, that would have some unbelievably good and personal opinions on why we should keep it closed or why we should open it. Um, so I'd love to hear all of those arguments. It's a great dis- discussion topic. That's a great one. Instagram's the best place to do that. Find the tile that's on there about do we need a closed season for trout. Let us know. As you said, Ads, there'll be people out there who have a very strong opinion on this and, and there's no right or wrong. We just want to hear them. So let, let right. us know. Yep. Let us know. Boys, I want to know, had squid jigs gone too far? I don't think squid jigs have gone far enough, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) There's not enough. No. So what we mean by this question, have squid jigs gone too far? We've obviously seen the squid jig revolution. Luke, you and I lived through it. We worked through it. We saw squid jigs go from, you know, Four for ten bucks in a dump bin to forty dollars for one each, yeah, and and everything in between. So we've seen the trend explode. We've seen it level it out, and we've seen now that it's just a part of recreational fishing. If you mm. fish, you own a squid jig. It's just a rite of passage now. And I don't think they've gone too far. I think we've, like I said, we've seen the ebbs and flows. I mm. think, I think a squid jig above twenty to. 23 bucks is maybe not as relevant as it was seven or eight years ago. Yeah. 20 bucks seems to be about that that sweet spot where you get a really good quality jig that just works. For sure. But I think it's still got more to go. I do. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Yeah, where? (laughs) What what direction and what area? I mean, elaborate. Well, the big thing we're going to see different... We're going to see different techniques, which means there's specific squid jigs that are, they exist, mm. just haven't made their way to Australia yet in any great capacity. Like you jump on it, like yeah. a Japanese site that is that just does squid jigs. There's squid jigs for vertical dropping squid. There's squid jigs for casting in shallow water, deep yep. water, mid water, tidal water. Uh, there is literally mm. like jigs for drop shotting. Any sort of scenario you can think of where there would be a calamari they have a specific way of catching it (laughs) and i've and i've seen some of these weird and wonderful squid jigs and some of them do exist in australia but it's whether we get to the point where we care that much 
that we want to go into that much detail to catch them. That could be the issue. And to follow on from that too, the issue that I would have with that now um, is that I think we've realized we don't need that much technology. So like you you, you mentioned seven or eight years ago, there was a big bloody hoo-ha about squid jigs. And I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be honest because it's it's the deep drop. We're honest here. I never got my head around it. I couldn't understand why anyone in their right mind would pay more than for, and mate we were selling like we're in the tackle industry like this is what we do but I cannot I might get in trouble for this I don't know but why would you spend more than 20 bucks on a squid why would you spend more than 15 bucks on a squid like I get it I get it it's the it's the whole fashion of it there was excitement around it there was brands with great packaging that you know that was hyped up from Japan or wherever it might have been but but there was never an issue when I was a little kid using what I think might have been a Yorizuri squid jig, which came in three colours and three colours only and probably only two sizes, there was no issue then catching squid. So it's not like it... Look, don't get me wrong. The materials and the the actual construction of the jigs, obviously they're a million times better than what they were. They look fantastic and they hold up a lot better. I do remember you'd... Go through jigs a bit because the cloth would tear off pretty easily, and you know the the hooks would pull out sometimes and whatever. So I get that, um, but the the idea of the market having squid jigs up to fifty bucks, like what? I just crazy. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Like I I, mean, I embrace it. I love it. I own way too many squid jigs myself. You know this. Like you're the same. Yeah. You're a sucker. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We do, but it's like okay. Have they gone too far, or are they very nearly going too far? Like, I don't, I don't want to be a downer because it's great. I love it. You know, you know how much I love lures in general. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I have more than I'll ever use. But yeah, so, but I mean, there's probably is it fair to say there's a there's at least twenty brands in Australia in the Australian market of squid. Oh, jigs? there's pr- there's probably more. I, yeah. I wouldn't even because. It got so unbelievably popular that there were squid jigs coming from everywhere. There was backyarders yeah. importing their own squid yeah, jigs okay. from overseas. Yeah. So there's there's no shortage of jigs. I'm just, I guess, I'm sort of a bit of a sucker too to see how far it can actually be taken. Yeah. Like what's what's there that I haven't seen yet. Well, I guess back to the point too about when you were initially what I was getting at before I got too worked up about the $50 squid jigs, the technology that could come into the market now probably should have come in 10 years ago or you know, seven or eight years ago when it was really hyped and exciting and people might think, oh, yeah, I need a, a, a one for fast tide and particular current flows and depths and all that. Now it's kind of like, okay, well, I don't, we can get them on what we've got. We don't need to get too fancy. I mean, the fanciest there is now is like a a, a, a deep version so it's an extra weight in the head or something and that's about as fancy as it when i say fancy it's about as technical as it gets you can get little droppers for little weights on chin weights and things like that so i think across the board south australia is massive over there um wa um victoria it's huge obviously new south wales i don't think there's anywhere that thinks we could be catching more if we had more technology I, i think we've got them (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? you, and you know what? You're probably right. But a few years ago now, a squid jig came out with a mirror in it. Yep. So basically a mirror that's attached inside the squid jig <laughs> with two springs and every time 
there's any sort of movement, this little holographic mirror is just flashing light everywhere. I love it. Mm. I love it. Does it catch more squid? I don't know. An- Probably. An- another example of that where was um, Yamashita brought out, um, I can't remember what it was called, but it had like a rattle in it that imitated the tone. The tone that the rattle rattled at was that of a bait fish or something in the water. Yeah. Amazing. It looked great technology. Yeah. Did it take off as far as everyone needed one? No. We'll even have a look at Yamashita now, like a heat-sensitive cloth, mm. which What's and that that's about? just that's standard range. Like that's that's standard range Yamashita lives. But do you remember? Do you remember way back when <laughs> my all-time favorite was? Remember when uh, Bushy. Did his version of a squidgy? No. no. The the stiffy G spot. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I don't. Yeah, you know bushy. The bushy had his stiffy lures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bushy there was, was a, great with a stiffy. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was a squidgy. Yeah. That had a button on the side that when you pushed it, like a red strobe would go off, and it was called a G spot. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. I love that. I love that so much. I wonder if Bushy's got any of his stiffies lying around. Oh, he'd have some. Yeah, he's... <laughs> I wonder if we can get him on. I'm going to send him a message after tonight's recording and, and see if he wants to come on. He doesn't do much in the media space anymore, Bushy. And last time I spoke to him, he said, no. not interested. <laughs> but I'd love to hear about his I'd love to hear about his stiffies. Yeah, yeah and his G's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? It, it's so funny, though. Me sitting here saying, we don't need that. We don't need that. You talk about Yamashita. I'm I'm holding them up, that business. I tell you what, I've got that many of their jigs because you know what? I go to a tackle show. I'm fortunate enough to be in that space where we get to see it all firsthand. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't care if anyone buys this stuff. I'm buying it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. Um, Anyway, look, having said all of that, I kind of would like to see someone try and reinvent the wheel why not like if there's something else out there that again i don't think we need it but why not it (laughs) has so i don't know i'm kind of gone full circle with this have squid jigs gone too far you said not you've said not far enough no because it sounded as though at the start of this segment you were leaning towards they've gone (laughs) way too far i'm done with it just to round this out let's have you got a what's your top couple that you go to top two or three Oh. Question without notice, but give us it. It's a, it's hard because there's been so many go tos that never stopped working. It's just <laughs> it's almost a, like they fell out of fashion. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, because like it all what? started with the it all started with the brown and gold Hayabusa. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, and it all exploded, and then yeah. it was the then there was a Haramitsu in AR color, and then we went into the <laughs> the days of the Shimano Sephir Fourteen T. Or what? 14T. I'll have a couple of cartons of them. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> oh, so no, yeah. we've, we've been through, yeah, we've been through the whole lot. And then, no, and then there right. was the revolution of the just the straight black jig. Yes. Yeah. Like a, a Yamashita, Sudar, like their, yep. their just base range, like $15 jig, but just in that straight black. Yeah. That actually, went nuts actually you know what there was? I don't know if it's still out. Yozuri, 
or it may have been under the Jewel brand, did like a shrimp and it had legs. Do you remember that? They yep. were real yeah, high. Still around. Still around. Jewel. 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 It was Jewel, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. They worked all right. Yeah, and they they sort of had sentimental value for me because remember <laughs> you were talking about the old squid jigs that you bought. The yes. first half-decent squid jig I ever bought was a Yozuri Shrimp Hunter. Hunter. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only a couple of colors. Probably caught more squid on that than anything. Yeah. But then before that, and up until only very recently, I don't think they're still around now, but remember the old Jarvis Walker Razorbacks? Oh, Jesus. Oh, um, mate. You walk have... within 10 feet of that thing and it's going to hook you. <laughs> I was going to say, did they have it had bar, out the back it of just them points and everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So have squid jigs gone too far, Adam? No, definitely not. They need to go further. I want to see it. I started this topic thinking, yeah, come on. I've gone too far. You know where I'm at now? Bring them on. Fuck it. Give me more. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see a stiffy Razorback G spot in black. Bring it on! More squid jigs, please. Now we all love fishing, but is catching a fish simply a bonus at the end of the day? Is catching a fish a bonus? I mean, it's. It's the thing that we've heard for years, especially when we were kids. I feel I feel like that was drilled into you. But, you know, mate, we're having a great day catching a fish. It's just a bonus. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think the end game is to catch a fish, isn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah. I think, you know, fishing is a great, um, I suppose, vehicle, so to speak, to to see lots of great things and, see, and go to great places and meet good people. But... To catch a fish is isn't the bonus. That's what you're there to do. <laughs> am, yeah. I, am, I, am I am I down the right track there, Hads? No, you're spot on. No, you're spot on. <laughs> so is catching a fish a bonus? Every time you hear someone say, oh, this is just unbelievable. It's beautiful out here. Catching a fish is just a bonus. Do you know what it means? They've caught fuck all. <laughs> that's what it means. <laughs> yes. I think that's pretty much that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, catching yeah. a fish isn't isn't a bonus. It could be the most beautiful day of all time, cruising around, you know, not a breath of wind, sun's out, not a cloud in the sky, shorts and t-shirt, comfortable, loving it. If I catch nothing, I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not a bonus. It's the point. It's what you're there to do. Yeah, there's exactly. No, there's no ifs and buts. Um, I, it's a funny one now because you're, you're the same with young kids. You know, it's really important that we try and um, educate around the fact that we're not it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you don't catch a fish every time. Like, try and, try and appreciate the moment. Try and enjoy the fact that you're outdoors and you're getting your hands dirty and you're trying to catch a fish and that. But at the same time, you're also like, no, I'm not here for a picnic, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then when the kids... But this is, this is where fishing is the best hobby of all time because there's just a little saying for everything. Hmm. And, you know, when you're sitting down there on the bank and it's not going your way and... You start the whole catching a fish as a bonus to the kids and and they're sitting there going, oh, you know, how come we haven't caught anything? And then, you know, then you just give them a little nudge and say, that's why they call it fishing, not catching. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's just a part of it. Oh, my God. That's such a great, yeah. I know. I, I Look, I, I don't, um, I don't, I try and make sure that it's, doesn't even matter if it's with kids, with anyone. You just, you, you just want to have fun and it is fun. And you and I have, 
God, we fished together for years and years and years and the amount of times we've not really caught that what we're intending on catching is probably endless. So, you, you know. So, you always have, you, you find a way to make it fun. Like, it's always fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's always something happens and a story out of it, which is what it's all about. But at the end of the day, you're there to catch a fish, mate. Oh, never, never once have we sat back at the end of a tough day going, oh, well, you know what? Catching a fish would have been a bonus today. Well, I, th- <laughs> no. I think I think the good example of that is the fact that we're still friends because I think if you yeah. sat back in your deck chair and cracked a tinny and said, oh, well, you know what, Luke? Don't worry about it, mate, because catching a fish is just a bonus. I would have packed up my swag, thrown it in the car and house. said, I'm going home and don't ever call me to go fishing again. <laughs> Yeah, it's right. We sit back and crack a can and wallow in a self-pity of yeah. not caught anything that day. Well, I think the conversation's more along the lines of, we are shit. Yeah. Or thinking of all the other reasons why we didn't catch anything. Like, oh, you know, I, I knew it was going to be tough today, Luke's full moon. Yeah. Well, why'd you yeah, invite me moon. out here, dickhead? Yeah. Right. Well, you know, you know, we have day jobs, so, you know, we can uh. only fish when it suits us. We can't plan our fishing around the conditions. <laughs> <laughs> I love fishing. That's the best. There's, there's an excuse for everything. Mate, there's an everything. excuse for absolutely everything. And there's so many reasons to love it. And, you know, I don't think we need to pull this apart much further, mate. I, I think I think the, the old the old line of that's just a bonus. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Pull your pull your head in. Understand what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's, shout out to the listeners. I not only want to hear the best catching a fish is a bonus. Sort of quote, but I want to know what your favorite fishing quote is. You know, oh is it God, catching yeah. a fish is a bonus? Or, you know, is it that's why they call it fishing, not <laughs> catching? Or, you know, we didn't catch anything because it's a full moon. Like, tell us your Sorry. greatest, just what's the go to excuse? That's the magnificent. Go-to. Please do. I would love to hear them all. Instagram is the best place to do that, ads, and find the deep drop wherever you're uh, scrolling through. If you're having a bit of a night just sitting around on the couch doing nothing, get, jump on the deep drop. Go back through some of the questions we've asked over the the last few episodes and, and have your say because we, we still go back and have a look at all of them, ads. It's great. We love it. We love yep. every bit of it. So get involved. And a big shout-out to our question asker for this episode, who is Andy Smith from Ebb Tide Tackle. You can get over and check out all the uh, premium and boutique fishing products Ebb Tide Tackle have to offer. Andy also is the host of the podcast, The Outflow, which you can check out as well. And thank you, everyone, for listening to The Deep Job. Once again, we've had an absolute ball, and I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed listening. And if you have, make sure you subscribe because you know what? It's free. Subscribe for free, and then you get notifications every time a new episode gets released. Um, and tell your friends too. Tell your friends to, hey, check out this podcast. It's pretty fun. It's called The Deep Drop. The boys talk a fair bit of rubbish, but they give us their answers and opinions on all sorts of different questions. And that's going to continue, Adam, long into the into the future, I think, mate. Yeah, there's no shortage of questions to be answered, Luke. And, you know, if you have a question out there, feel free to hit us up. Leave what your question would be and we'll do our best to tackle it because this great hobby that we call Fishing Luke has a million and one different questions associated with it and that's what makes it so good. It, it, it couldn't be more correct. Not Never been a truer word spoken, young Adam. And you know what? You know This is just so much fun and, and sometimes I just think catching a fish is just a bonus, adds. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our last podcast ever because I'm out. <laughs>